Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago, folks, and it's cold, it's snowing, they're saying more snow is on the way, this time I believe them, Uh, it is uh, a mess, and traffic and everything else is uh, slowed down, slowing down to to a crawl. It is very, very cold. I mean, I hope it's nice wherever you are in the world. Just uh, remember that it's cold here in Chicago. But I'm in my warm studio, so we're <laughs> we're pretty out of the... Uh, uh, I mean, I remember when they used to call cold weather, the windy weather in the, in the city of Chicago, the hawk. Man, the hawk is out there, you know. The hawk is around the corner. I mean, it used to be called the hawk. It may still be the weather, harsh weather, cold weather, winter weather, freezing weather may still be called the hawk in a few places around the city. But, you know, I, I never hear people saying it anymore. They just say, I'm freezing my ass off. That's that's all they need to say. But I remember vividly when we used to call it the hawk. And that hawk in Chicago, that's. That's the Windy City, man. It, it it lives up to its name, the Hawk, the Almighty Hawk. I remember uh, Lou Rawls, the late Lou Rawls, um, talked about it in one of his songs. I think it was I can't I, re- I can't recall the song, but anyway, um, I'll just move move right along. This is the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in, listening. If you you know if you can't listen. You have things to do. You can always podcast the show for later and listen later or listen anytime at your own convenience. You know, this show is always here. Once it's recorded, downloaded, and archived, it's always here. You can just come by the, the website or Google it and, you know, it'll appear and you can always listen. You know, you know, I'm in the bed sleeping. <laughs> you can still Google it, you know. We can be out and out and partying or whatever we 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 want to do, and you can still be listening to the show and sounding as if it's actually live. But this show is live, you know. Once it's archived and processed, it will be called a podcast, I I believe. I rather have I rather say that I'm a radio host than a podcast host. Because I, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is a podcast, right? Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's radio, you know, internet radio. That's as far as I'm concerned. But if you want to call it a podcast, it, yeah, I mean, be my guest. I'll accept that. But I, I look at look at it more as a worldwide internet ph- phenomenon. The George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Uh, um, anything goes on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, I may have to change that because, you know, there's always something uh, to talk about. We got assholes in the White House, so there's always something. Um, The latest news is that, um, as always, Trump wants a shutdown. He wants another. This is the second shutdown. And I'm hearing that the House just passed a 
just passed a bill to try to keep the government o- open for another short, very short term. I, I don't know what they get out of uh, passing these short-term stopgap bills that prevent the government shutdown. I mean, they're passing a bill saying, well, the government will stay open another week, and then, you know, we'll see what... What the hell was that? I mean, if you're going to pass a bill for the government to stay open to operate, why not make it a yearly bill, annually? Why do it for a, a month or a, two weeks or a week? That's silly. I mean, that shows you right there, folks, is that the Republicans cannot govern. Sometimes I don't think these guys and girls want to govern. I mean, how can you pass uh, a stopgap uh, funding bill just to keep the government open for a week or two weeks or a month? And then uh, in a few days, you're back where you were bitching and arguing and disagreeing about funding to keep the government open. That's crazy. I mean, that's what just happened. You know, I'm I'm getting these um, uh, alerts on my computer, and that is what happened. But even though the House passed a a funding bill, a stopgap funding bill, as they call it, to keep the government open for another short, short period of time, it still might not go over with Donald Trump because Donald Trump saying is saying, and I'm quoting, I'd love a shutdown. He's saying, I love a shutdown of the United States. I love a shutdown of America. If he can't get, get what he wants. He's saying, I love a shutdown of America. Now that's the most idiotic thing. A leader, supposedly leader, can say of a country that he's the head of, he's the president of. No president in their right mind would want to see their country shut down. But Trump is not in his right mind. No one wants, I don't, I don't care what, what his concessions are, what he's asking for, what he wants, or what, who he's trying to hold hostage. Uh, in order to get what he wants, no president, no leader, no governor, no mayor of any uh, uh, district in America should want to see a shutdown. But this idiot does. He's saying that I love a shutdown. That is so dumb. I mean, that it proves that once again that Republicans cannot govern they don't want to govern. They don't want to do any of that. They should not be in office. You should never. If you have voted Republican in the past or you know someone who has voted Republican in the past, tell them not to vote Republican ever again. These people are just plain awful. Awful rooting for their own country to fail, wanting their country to fail, Trump wanting America to fail because he can't get what he wants, and what he wants is a wall.
So if he can't get what he wants, to hell with everybody. This <laughs> Facebook, I mean, if you're on Facebook, you should know that Facebook hates Donald Trump. Like, I mean, the world hates Donald Trump. What the hell was that? The world hates this man. And what does he do? Donald Trump doubled down on being unlikable, unwarnable. He wants to see a shutdown. He wants this country to go into shock. We're already in shock. All right, this is Trump, and I'm I'm quoting this idiot. Uh, Trump, uh, I'd love to see a shutdown if Congress doesn't agree to immigration restrictions, keeping people out of the country and all that kind of stuff, deporting people, dreamers. Um, okay, law. Uh, okay, we we missed it. <laughs> we missed it. Lawmakers in both parties have said they hope to avoid another government shutdown, like the one that occurred after talks broke broke down last month. But they're into another one right now. It, why don't? As I've just got to be saying, why can't they pass a spending bill to keep the government open at least for six months? to a year. What is wrong with that? Now, it's a damn shame you got to, if you're going to pass a stopgap funding bill just to keep the government open another week. And then after that week, you're back, you're back where you were before fighting about keeping the government open or shutting it down. That is so crazy. It is so immature. It is so volatile, actually. And it's dangerous. Trump wants to shut the government down. Of course he wants to shut it down. He's doing it in the name of Russia. This is just madness. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not funny. But uh, you you have to kind of be amused at this. Because in, if you didn't, you'd go crazy. You know, uh, Trump is just awful as, as a president of the United States, you know, and and I, I'm not the only one that's saying that. I'm just one of the voices out there saying that this guy is awful. And one of, one of the other things that this man, this dude has done is called Democrats treasonous because they didn't clap for him um, at, the, at his State of the Union. And I just love Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. I voted for her. She said, I don't have to clap for you. You can't make me clap for you. With your five deferments, military deferments. Yeah, he got out of trying to. He uh, he got out of he. Let me say that again. He got out of going to the military five times. And how in the hell can he tell anybody who has served uh, anything at all? This man is crazy. Let me read the rest of this. And uh, Okay, President Donald Trump on Tuesday said uh, he welcomes the government shutdown if, 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 if congressional leaders do not agree to a deal to keep the government open for, open later this week. And Trump is saying, I'd love to see a shutdown. If we don't get this stuff taken care of, <laughs> it is worth it for our country. Yeah, this guy just said it's worth it for our country to be shut down. It's worth it for him to be shut down. 
That's a dumb statement. It's not worth it for America to be shut down. And who is Trump to tell us that it's worth it for our country to be shut down? Who's going to listen to him? His pecker, his peckerhead supporters? This guy is saying it's worth it for America to be shut down. Nobody listens to Trump. Not even the people around him. They don't want to take care of the military, then shut it down. Ain't that something? Shut America down. We will uh, shut America. And he talks like shutting America down is going to be someone else's blame. Shutting America down it should be blamed on the Democrats or Obama or Hillary. Shutting America down, he takes the blame. He takes the fall, but as we know Donald Trump and his surrogates, they're going to throw the blame somewhere else. Well, these people, I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. These people, these Republicans, Donald Trump and his goons, they think we're idiots. They think we are the stupidest, boneheaded people in the world. I can tell you who's stupid and boneheaded the people who voted for this cracker, that's stupid and boneheaded. I have a son who's smarter than Donald Trump. I think a four-year-old is smarter than Donald Trump. I mean, you've got some 16 and 17-year-olds out here that, that could run the country better than he can. The only reason why Donald Trump is still in office with all the guilt... around him is because the Republicans are shielding him. They're protecting him. They're uh, uh, saying awful things about the FBI that isn't true. A lot of people are buying that stuff because where is it coming from? Fox News? Out of uh, the mouth of uh, Donald Trump, who is a pathological liar. It's on record. And now he's saying that it's good for America to be shut down because he can't get what he wants. So he wants to shut his, shut his own country down and just vilifying his own FBI, Department of Justice. If, if, and if you think about it, if you, if you think about it and if it boils down to anything, folks, it's Republicans fighting Republicans. All of these people who Donald Trump is in the trenches with are Republicans. These are Republicans eating their own and then whenever they get a chance, they blame Obama. Whenever they get a chance, they blame Hillary. What is all of this? It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Donald Trump talks out of his ass. There's no doubt about it. He he just talks. He just throws stuff out there because he knows the press is gonna run after it like flies on manure. So he he just sh- shit just comes out of his mouth, and, and then the press is there to talk about it. And while we're focusing on what's 
the press is writing about and what Donald Trump is saying, the guys and girls in Congress are crafting uh, uh, legislation and bills that's going to hurt America even more. We don't know what Congress is doing because Trump is doing Congress's job by distracting us. Well, Paul Ryan, well, uh, Trump, you go over there and distract him with some bullshit, and we're going to be over here trying to uh, cut Social Security. That's what it's all about. And then you got Republicans in Pennsylvania calling for the ouster of the judges uh, on the Supreme Court, on the uh, on that uh, state Supreme Court, because the judges on the Supreme Court will not let them cheat. They want to gerrymander their districts. They want to change the mapping, and the judges saying, "No, that's not that's not going to happen," because you're trying to deny people their constitutional right. However, the Republicans are saying the hell with that. We don't give a damn about their constitutional rights. We want to get we want Republicans in office. We don't want Democrats in office. We want Republicans. We don't give a damn about nobody's rights. They shouldn't vote. Don't let them vote. Because if they vote, we will not win. And the judges say, well, we're not gonna uh, violate these people's rights, uh, the Constitution of the United States. And these jackass Republicans. Uh, uh, they now they want to get rid of the judges on the courts because the courts uh, will not let them gerrymander and suppress the vote in Pennsylvania and, and a few other uh, states too because Republicans know that uh, leading up to November 2018 their asses they're grass you know and, and that's why they are wanting to cheat and you know a lot of these uh, republicans in a lot of these states they're taking a page out of trump's playbook acting as if they're above the law breaking the law breaking uh constitutional constitutional law making it totally unconstitutional but they don't care they don't give a damn they just don't want people to vote and it doesn't matter what color you are if you're an immigrant, if you're African-American, you're white, you're European, they don't give a damn. They just don't want you to vote. And the court's saying, no, that's not going to happen. So now they're trying to get rid of the judges. They want to put the, put some slime judges on the bench so they can you know, give them what they want. But it's not going to happen. My thinking is, even if some of these Republicans do try to gerrymander, do try to cheat and suppress the vote, I think so many people are just so pissed off right now uh, that will that will not even matter. People are because you're gonna have uh, people who were once Republicans switching parties. So if they try to gerrymander and get votes, the people, the decent people who are looking at this in their districts are saying these guys are, are crooks, they're thugs. We're not gonna vote for them. We're not gonna put them in office. Yeah, we Republicans, but we don't want them. So I I think the uh, and once again I think the gerrymandering the suppression of votes in some of these states by some of these rogue politicians these and a lot of and, and sometimes and some I mean if you think about it these guys are showing who they are what they are 
that they should never, ever be elected to anyone's office again. It's just awful the way they, the Republicans are trying to cheat and get away with it. They don't even care if you know they're cheating. They want you to know they're cheating. They want you to know that they don't want you to vote. They're not even trying to hide. It's out there in the open. These mean, viral, nasty, <laughs> lying, conning uh, Republicans in Pennsylvania want to get rid of the judges on the Supreme Court because the judges will not let them suppress the vote. I, I, I don't think they have a prayer. They cannot get rid of those judges. Those judges are on the court for life. But they're going to try to have the judges impeached. They can't even do that. The only way one of those Supreme Court justices leave their post, they would have to die. Because those uh, uh, positions on the Supreme Court, they're lifetime appointments. So the Republicans in Pennsylvania and other states, you're wasting your time. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's 625. and I was just talking about Trump wanting a um, government shutdown. Uh, that's just awful. I mean, what president would want to see their country on its knees? This is what I've been saying for a long time. Donald Trump has a war with the American people. He has a war uh, on America. The guy constantly divides this country. He divides it, and he doesn't give a damn about dividing it. He's a divider, and he doesn't care if you know he's a divider. He's he's looking at us and saying, fuck you. That's exactly, I'm sorry for my language, folks, but that's what Donald Trump is doing. He's saying, he's giving us all the finger. He has a war with America. And that's no doubt about that. And he doesn't give a damn. And uh, he wants to see the country shut down. That's that's roguish. I mean, Donald Trump couldn't get any lower. He gets lower. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, making the world a better place. We're going to try for folks. One One of the ways of making the world a better place is getting rid of Trump. And the only way we can get rid of Trump it seems like it appears that um, November, you know, just vote. I mean, just vote and vote in a Democratic Congress. And once the Democratic Congress is voted in, we will throw him out. And don't listen to a lot of these people who are his supporters, because this is one thing that is very, very true. His supporters are not as many as they were before, because they are disappointed in him. You know, some of them, I mean, have chosen not to like him. Anyway, um, we're going to take a break right here. We, we'll be right back.
White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, uh, who had to say, he was talking about the fact that in the president's offer on immigration, uh, they offered 1.8 million um, DACA or DREAMer uh, individuals uh, some sort of path to legal status. But here is how uh, John Kelly described it. Take a listen. There are 690,000 official DACA uh, registrants. And uh, the president uh, sent over what amounts to be two and a half times that number to 1.8 million. The difference between 690 and 1.8 million were the people that some would say were too afraid to sign up, others would say were too lazy to get off their asses, but they didn't sign up. A lot of Democrats very offended by that. Uh, the idea that there definitely were people who were afraid to sign up to DACA. They didn't want the government to have their addresses. But the notion that, uh, that another reason why people didn't sign up was because they're too lazy to get off their asses. Uh, Anna Navarro, what do you think? I think I'm really sick of this president and everybody who works around him demonizing immigrants. Uh, you know, it seems like everything they utter is about MS-13. It seems that everything they utter is about maligning the dreamers and immigrants that come here. Except for the immigrants that married Donald Trump, everybody else seems to be in the pot of bad people and bad hombres. And it is enough. It is enough of dividing us by class, by where we come from, by ethnicity, by gender, by race. It is what he does over and over and over again. And the people around him need to stop enabling him. I know John Kelly. I knew John Kelly in Miami when he was General John Kelly, and I know he talks tough. Tough. He's a Marine. That being said, he's now not the Marine com you know, commander. He is now the chief of staff, and he needs to set an example. This was a man who in Miami and Southcom, when he was dealing with Latin America, was respected, revered, seemed that, seen as somebody who understood the, the, the problems down there, who was empathetic, who was humane. Jackass. 
I have enormous respect for him. I have enormously respect for his family, for his wife, who does so much for Gold Star families. But damn it, the John Kelly that I knew in Miami needs to come and go to Washington and be the one that speaks and that makes things happen, not this guy. Amanda? So bring on the shutdown. I mean, honestly, we've been fighting about immigration since I came to Washington in 2005. It has been the central issue for conservative activists. So I agree with Trump. Bring it on. If a shutdown is what it takes to hammer out a deal. And listen, the White House has been pretty clear on what their offer is. We will offer some kind of protection for DACA people in return for border security, ending the visa lottery and ending chain migration. And yet people like John McCain, you know, God bless his soul, God bless him for trying. But they keep bringing the same deals that keep getting rejected by conservatives over and over. This is insanity. So, so you're signing think, with, you're signing with Trump on the on the sort of government shutdown. Sure. Yeah. Let's get this done if that's what it takes. And let's be honest, the last shutdown, I call it a pseudo shutdown because it really wasn't affected. The Democrats did it over the weekend. The politics are on Trump's side. Bring it on. But, it, but it's also just not clear if how I mean, you say you would accept that deal. It's not clear if House Republicans would accept. I think uh, the, the main thing that they're fighting over right now million. is whether the DACA part of it would provide a legal path to citizenship for the DACA recipients. Let's fight about that. I know, which is crazy key, yeah. for us to be talking and for the president of the United States, the chief executive, to be calling for a shutdown. I mean, it seems to me so callous, so frivolous, so dysfunctional, so stupid. This is the but guy who seven, that this is the guy who seven the days apart. ago, let me just say this. This is the guy who seven days ago was addressing a joint house of Congress, the state of the union, mm -hmm. calling for bipartisanship and let's do things together. And he has spent the last three days doing nothing but maligning Democrats and maligning everybody else who doesn't go, go along with him. Everything he said a week ago was nothing but empty, meaningless rhetoric. So, right, and just, yeah. so let's remember really quickly, though, we're in year one of Trump. We've already oh, had God. one pseudo one shutdown. Well, We've had three. Democrats year boycotting. Two. Year two. Yeah, okay, we're one year completed. <laughs> okay. The honeymoon is over. I'm just right? saying, so everything's like but black it seems, mirror. It seems like, like dog years, right? This is yeah. the seventh year. Right. That was a hell of a it's, short honeymoon. Well, this is what it takes to solve the debate over the single biggest issue. Take a week off and actually devote time for it where there's pressure and leverage and deadlines. Let's do it. So, Nia Malika, I mean, the irony of John Kelly being criticized um, for what he's saying here. Uh, is that he was trying to talk about how this was a better DACA right. deal than pre even President Obama uh, offered because it's 1.8 million individuals. Um, but I, I, I do want you to listen to uh, Sarah Sanders responding uh, just a few minutes ago uh, to the claims from Democrats and immigration groups that what, that what John Kelly said was inappropriate. The position of the, the White House is that we want to fix a problem that was created by the previous administration. We have a system that is not lawful. We have a system that has a lot of uh, legal loopholes and has a very large national security uh, concern. We want to address it completely. Not really a response to the language per se, but a Democratic Senator uh, Bob Menendez, a Democrat of New Jersey, tweeted in response, from S houses to lazy asses, the White House seems to be only concerned with degrading the very people they claim to want to save. Shame on those who insist on demonizing hardworking immigrants for political purposes. Um, you know, I, I, again, John Kelly was talking about how they were offering something generous, but he used so, uh, did so with using language that 
really offended a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of the idea of lazy Latinos, right? I mean, and we've heard from this president as a candidate uh, talk about Mexico sending their rapists uh, and their murderers uh, to America. There is this this focus, I think I agree with uh, with Anna here, on uh, demonizing immigrants, right? And and there isn't a corollary, corollary with saying they're part of this country. This is the only country that many of these DACA recipients have known. Some of them are serving uh, in the military as well. There is instead a focus on MS-13. We, have, of course, had uh, the briefing today from the White House talking about MS-13. So, so that is, I think, missing from this. And I think it's one of the reasons that it makes it so hard for House Republicans uh, to get on board. I mean, how do you ask the House Republicans to give citizenship and amnesty uh, to this group uh, if, if you're demonizing them constantly? And Anna, I want you to respond to this uh, tweet from President Trump, um, the president and vice president, invoking the drunk driving death of Indianapolis Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson. Uh, who was killed allegedly at the hands of an undocumented immigrant from Guatemala. Um, the president tweeted, so disgraceful that a person illegally in our country killed Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson. This is just one of many such preventable tragedies. We must get the Dems to get tough on the border and with, le- and with illegal immigration fast. Mm. So I guess today he's decided not to fight with the NFL. Uh, look, it is, it is you know, one more instance. Donald Trump does not miss any opportunity to find whatever may be going on to emphasize whatever crimes may have committed by immigrants who have a lower crime rate than native-born. He does not miss an opportunity to bang and attack and bash immigrants over and over again because he's feeding his base, because it's what his base wants to hear, and because he knows that most of America wants to see the DREAM Act issue resolved. And he has got to do it. He feels pressured to do it. So the way he takes the pressure off is by making those kids that are so compelling and those stories that are so compelling, making them demons, making them but into bad hombres. I don't think there's anything wrong with that tweet. Why can't we talk about what a terrible thing it is when illegal immigrants who return to the country illegally again and again continue to commit crimes say that's a bad thing? What Democrat is going to defend that? I mean, part of the reason conservative Republicans feel like they're going a little bit crazy and Trump is driven to reemphasize and dig the knife in when incidents like this occur is because everyone says, oh, don't take that seriously. No, That's no, not really happening. It does keep happening. No immigration advocate does not agree with getting rid of every single c- criminal alien, sure. serious so, criminal so alien. So why does everybody we, go crazy? Because, he's, because he is like never that. capable of saying one good thing about immigrants. So, That's why we are fed up. <laughs> Making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. (laughs) All right. All right, Chief of Staff John Kelly, the guy who even I revered, I, and I don't look up to too many people, but I 
was kind of like some people because he was he was a uh, you know in the military, a navy uh, person and a leader in the navy. You know, I'm thinking this guy's got some scruples. He's gonna try to rein in Trump. Huh. He's just as much as a racist as Donald Trump, John Kelly. Okay, and this guy is saying I'm gonna read. I'm 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 gonna read a quote. Trump plan would help dreamers too afraid or too lazy to apply for DACA. He's calling a group of people immigrants lazy. And the thing about it, he used a a curse word. He used a swear. He used a swear word. He said. Uh, they should get up off their lazy asses or something like that. He used a uh, curse word. He used profanity. Now he's just another Trump lackey carrying water for Donald Trump. John Kelly's plan would help dreamers. Uh, Trump's plan. He's, he's touting Trump's plan that that would help uh, dreamers too too afraid or get too lazy to get up off their lazy asses to apply for DACA, which is DACA is going to be, uh, I mean, what I'm trying to say, these people, these dreamers are going to be uh, deported if if something isn't done by March, during March. Okay, they're going to be the, the White House chief of staff said the president immigration framework was generous. You want to bet? I don't believe anything coming out of this White House because I do not respect this White House. I do not respect this president, this fake president. Russia got him elected. Wow. I would, I would think a lot of his colleagues would just jump in his butt about calling these children who want to make something of their lives and they're not lazy they are not lazy there's doctors they're they are doctors they are lawyers they are in college they're in, uh, in grammar school they're in high school they're out here uh paying their taxes that donald trump is um lining his pockets with and yeah a lot of people are saying kelly had a glorious and and lustrous career until he met Donald Trump. They say Donald Trump taints everybody around him. That could be true. That could be true. If Donald Trump's a thug and a goon, the people around him, they are thugs and goons because Donald Trump says, that's what I want you to be or you're fired. Because John Kelly's, his reputation and integrity are gone. Uh, a lot of people are disappointed in him that he decided to uh, fall in line with Donald Trump and just become another Trump ass kisser, Jack, John Kelly. And I'm disappointed. A lot of these DACA uh, uh, members, they don't want to give information to the government for one reason. They don't want to give their address out because they don't want ICE knocking on their door to deport them. 
But to call someone lazy, I mean, and for Donald Trump to call for a shutdown because he can't get what he wants on immigration. If he's calling for a shutdown, he's calling for deportation of these dreamers. Because a lot of a lot of them feel that they register with DACA, the uh, ICE uh, will come will come for them and to deport them. So they stay they live in the shadows. I mean, in the Obama administration, a lot of these folks, uh, the, these immigrants, these illegal people that are here, do, uh, dreamers, and a lot of others. I mean, they when Obama was in office, I mean, you saw them all over the place. They'd come out of hiding. Because Obama swore to protect them, and he did. But now, with this Trump, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing that's going to help the dreamers, DACA, the only thing that's going to help these folks, these young people, is the fact that Trump gets indicted. And that may not help him, because if he gets indicted and he has to go to jail or he uh, commits perjury, uh, uh, then we have Pence. Jesus Christ, we have Pence, and Pence would probably, uh, more than likely, carry on Donald Trump's uh, agenda while Donald Trump is in jail. I, I just don't see no way that Donald Trump could not go to prison. I just don't see it. I just do not see... Even if Donald Trump, even let's say if he, you know, somehow uh, gets through his first term as president, and he runs again, but he gets beat, so therefore he's no longer president of the United States. That still will not mean he doesn't go to prison. He can still go to prison even if he's not president. He can go to prison for what he's done while he was in office. So, I mean, this guy is going to go to jail either as a sitting president or as a former president. He is going to jail. I just don't see no way out of it. This, there's so much uh, evidence and proof that the FBI special counsel Bob Mueller already has at his fingertips. He's just ready to spring the trap. But before he comes out and indicts Trump or subpoenas penis Trump, he want to make sure he has all his I's dotted and all of his T's crossed. Can you blame him? This is why it's taken him so long. He wants to know once he puts a puts together a case, it's going to stick. And I don't think anything that Trump is lying about or anything he's doing right now is going to mess that up in any shape or form. I'm like Keith Overman. I think Trump is going down. One way or another, he cannot dance around this. You know, he cannot uh, legislate his way out of this. He cannot executive order his way out of this. He's going down one of the one way or another. 
it's just taking too damn long. That's what it. That's what. <laughs> that's what it's all about. But this guy is going down. There is no way. I I can't see him not going down. And Fox News and his idiot supporters are going to be so um, disappointed. But after a while, they'll get over it. The man's a crook. You know, I mean, I don't watch Fox News. And, I, 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 and I've advocated a million times on this show for you not to watch it. But I understand some people watch it for a laugh. Some people watch it for entertainment. But still in all, they are just as traitorous as Trump and the guy girls in the White House. Because they are lambasting uh, the FBI. They're, they're trying to make you think that the FBI is a dog organization. I shouldn't say dog because I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, put dogs on that level. You got some beautiful pets out there. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think anybody should watch Fox. The hell with Fox News. Sean Hannity, give me a break. All of these people doing is carrying water for, for Donald Trump. And I do my show for one, uh, one many reasons, but one of the reasons why I do my show, I try to let people know that there is an alternative to that garbage on Fox. The George Wilder Jr. show is an alternative. You don't want to hear lies. You don't want to hear hateful speech. You don't want to hear racism. You don't want to hear uh, uh, people looking good and saying stupid ass stuff. Stop listening to Fox and listening and listen to the George Wilder Jr. show. It's very entertaining, I think. <laughs> I think it is very, very entertaining. All right, we're going to do this and then we, we will be right back. According to recent interviews performed by Politico, two attorneys for senior White House officials in the Trump White House have told Politico that they expect Robert Mueller to hand down an indictment against Donald Trump as early as this spring. Now, the reason for this is because these two attorneys who spoke to Politico separately understand how the law works. They understand how these investigations work, but more importantly, They've actually been a part of it on the other side, on the, on the defense. They're the ones representing officials within the Trump administration. So they've gone in during the questioning. They've seen what Robert Mueller is trying to build. They understand what evidence he has. And these people are now telling us that Donald Trump is headed for an indictment for obstruction of justice. Now, I know that may not be the bombshell indictment that most people were, were hoping for, but it is something at this point. Collusion, if it happened, if it didn't, is a very difficult thing to prove, even for a very skilled prosecutor. And I think that's why Robert Mueller kind of backed off that to an extent, as far as we know, and is now focusing more on the obstruction of justice, because there are many different avenues that he can go with that. It's not just that he obstructed justice one time. 
It could be because of the uh, uh, response that they wrote to the New York Times article that they said came from Don Jr., but instead came from Trump and Hope Hicks. It could be the firing of Comey. It could be the recent stuff with Andrew McCabe. It could be many different things. There could be multiple counts of obstruction of justice. It could be threatening uh, uh, to fire Jeff Sessions and then not threatening and then refusing his resignation. We don't know. At this point, there are still too many unknowns about everything within this investigation because not much is leaked. So what we do know is that attorneys for the other side, people representing the people who are worried about going to jail, are telling us that based on what they've seen, they're saying, if we were betting men, we wouldn't put any money on Trump. We would put the money on Mueller handing down an indictment. Those are strong words from attorneys. We also know that recently, actually just this past week, Rick Gates and Paul Manafort's attorneys abruptly quit. They decided they didn't want to do this anymore. And I'm assuming it's because they understand that at this point, there is no way they can win for their client. Either that or their client keeps making stupid mistakes and saying things he shouldn't say. So they decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Trump is in a lot of trouble and Trump understands that which is why he continues to attack our intelligence agencies. But if these attorneys who have very close uh, firsthand knowledge of this investigation are being honest, and if we can trust them, then hopefully we can expect that sometime this spring, Donald Trump will be handed his very own indictment. Thanks for watching. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived.
All right. White House Chief of Staff John Kelly said that President Donald Trump's offer to save undocumented young people thought only if he a border wall and slash illegal immigration is generous because it would help immigrants who may have previously been too lazy to seek protections. Nobody is lazy to seek protections, John Kelly. No one. They're not seeking protections because they don't want to give out their names, their addresses, because they know that the deportation police will be banging down their doors and they will be headed back to wherever they came from. Lazy. These people, they have a nerve to call other folks who are not like them lazy. I remember uh, a few times in the past where politicians used to call black people lazy. All the time. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Black people are not lazy. I don't think uh, Mexicans are lazy. You know, people, uh, in this day and age, people have to, I mean, people have to go out here and um, make a living for themselves because there's no more free lunch for anybody. Nothing's free. government, uh, Government help is not promised to anyone anymore. Most people can't get it. And if you are getting it, or if you have been giving it, you know it's been cut or uh, some of the programs have just been outright uh, eliminated. So calling someone lazy is just uh, offensive. Trump has said that he would support a path to citizenship for the 690,000 people protected under the Deferred Action Child Arrivals Program, which is DACA as well as for any other one who is eligible for the program but didn't sign up. You have to sign up, and a lot of people aren't, aren't signing, signing, out, signing up because they have good reason. A lot of these folks, if they sign up, they know uh, there's no guarantee they're going to you know, stay in the country, be able to stay here. Why would anybody want to stay here in the first place? Why would they, anybody seek to stay here with this administration? I'm assuming that a lot of people are probably moving out of America into other countries with better uh, with, with better politicians or uh, a better regime. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, I haven't heard many people leaving America, but I have heard people uh, say that if Donald Trump gets elected and he is elected, that they would leave the United States of America. We just haven't had a count, but I'm 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 thinking that some people probably have. I mean, if you have the means to leave America, uh, you know, m- most people would do that. You know, but Donald Trump and the Republicans they don't give a damn because they want America. They want America for themselves. Donald Trump, he this man thinks he's a damn dictator. He thinks what he says goes. He thinks he's king. He thinks he's emperor of America, and he's not. He, he, um, oh, damn, I lost my thought. I was, <laughs> I, I'm looking at a video here. Suddenly I lost my thought. thought. He, um, yeah, okay. He just told the Pentagon that he wants a military parade. He told them that he wants a parade, like he's some sort of 
like they're going to jump and do what he say. One of the things I do know is if the Pentagon doesn't do what he say, he's going to come back and jump in the Pentagon's ass. You know, just like he's jumping in his social, in his, uh, in these agencies, intelligence agencies. A lot of people call them intelligence agencies, the FBI, CIA, uh, CIA and, and on and on. But now he's, he's on the, uh, he, he, now he's fucking with the uh, Pentagon. Yeah, and also he's he's messing with uh uh can you believe it? He's messing with uh tips. Rest I mean waitresses and waiters and stuff. They get tips in in some of these restaurants when they're serving food on, on their table, their area. Donald Trump is messing with their tips. He's saying that the tips should not go to the person who is taking care of that individual table. All tips should go to the supervisor or the manager. And they uh, give the waiter and the waitress what they want. The man is he trying to get his damn fingers into everything. The NFL, the NBA, sports. I mean, he thinks he's God. A lot of us think he's the devil. This guy, he wants to be Hitler. He wants to be uh, a dictator. He wants to be king. He wants to be able to say, point to any agency, any bank, anything that's in America, he wants to be able to control it. He wants to be able to tell people what to do. This senile, demented, Alzheimer's old man wants uh, dominion over every one of us. In other words, He's not our servant. He he thinks of us as peasants, and he's king. He doesn't give a damn about laws. He thinks laws are he thinks uh, the United States laws are crazy. He thinks there's too many of them. He thinks they're too they're ridiculous. He cares nothing about law. Because he wants to be above the law. And no matter how many people tell him he cannot be above the law, that he's a servant of the American people, he's a servant of America, Trump doesn't buy it. (laughs) This is a reality show for Donald Trump. This is not the real world for this kook. The man is just, he's out there. He's, I mean... You just can't really write and say enough about Donald Trump because he's going to be saying more stuff after. I mean, I could be talking about uh, tomorrow. I'll be talking about something different about Donald Trump, Uh, something that just um, popped up as saying that Democrats are treasonous because they didn't clap for him at the State of the Union address. He thinks uh, they should have showed him some loyalty, like he's a fucking king. They should have showed him some loyalty. And I love the way uh, Tammy Duckworth, um, Senator Tammy Duckworth, came after him, jumped back into his ass and said, I don't have to clap for you. 
she said it. I mean, she said, and and I'm glad she said it because uh, the other Democrats seem like they're just, you know, they don't have the balls to do what she did. So she came back and said, I'm, you know, I don't have to clap for you. And America went, hey, great, 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 great. Beautiful, wonderful. We love her for that. That's why I voted for her. She's a, a state senator in the state of Illinois. And I'm in Illinois. So I voted for her. And uh, I did the right thing. So many people did the wrong thing and voted for Donald Trump. And a lot of those folks are regretting it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, too many people vote for um, things that are not good for America. And Donald Trump is not good for America. And I just got through saying, folks, this guy is going to go down. Donald Trump is going to go down. When? I don't know. I'm hoping it's I'm hoping soon. I'm hoping next week. I'm hoping uh next month. I'm hoping the next hour. <laughs> the next 30 minutes, you know. This guy he needs to go down. He doesn't need to be president of the United States. We all know that he's unfit. He's destroying the country in the name of Russia. In the name of Russia. I believe that there's people out here saying that Donald Trump is a Russian spy. You know, I, I used to be little that I used to say, nah. But now I'm kind of rethinking maybe, you know, maybe the way he, I mean, when he was overseas the other a uh, few months ago, I mean, the way he was swooning up against uh, Vladimir Putin, you wonder. You, you wonder. And, and when he was on the campaign trail, he looked dead into the camera at one of his rallies and said, uh, Russia, are you listening? <laughs> Russia was listening. I mean, he tried to deny that. His people were saying that he was being uh, sarcastic. Donald Trump does not be, is not sarcastic. What, he, what comes out of his mouth is what he believes. And the, uh, his surrogates and his ass kisses go all around the media, try to protect him, shield him, from the onslaught of 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 uh, from the onslaught of backlashes that he gets from what he says because he wants to be a dictator and a lot of these people who go out and around the media they also want him to be a dictator but there is more of us than there are of them so we're going to nail these jackasses in November in November we are going to nail them we're going to put them down we're going to take the house we're going to take the senate I don't know if Trump is going to be president by then. I hope not. But if he is, the Democrats who take the House and the Senate, they will have enough votes to totally, totally impeach him, take him out of the picture. Impeach him, impeach Mike Pence, and then we will get President Nancy Pelosi. So all we have to do is hang in there. And we can take this country back. And one poster said that it's going to be a long time to bring America back to where it was before before Trump was elected. I do agree with that. It's going to take uh, a years to uh, try to get America back, uh, e- back and beyond uh, its greatness. Trump never had any intention of making America great again. When Trump was talking about making America great again, he was talking about himself, making himself great again. 
I mean, Trump has had so many bankruptcies. He'd have been sued a 400 times. The guy, I don't know how in the hell he's a millionaire. And some people said he's not a billionaire. He may be a millionaire. We don't know what he is. He may not even be a millionaire. We have not seen his taxes. And he's, he's not going to show them. And he corrupts everybody around him. And he's corrupting a lot of the Republicans also. Because they know that he's a liar, that he, he uh, uh, doesn't like obeying the law. And so they're liars, and they don't like obeying the law. The hell with the Constitution. What is that? If Trump had his way, if Trump had his way, he'd get rid of the First, uh, the first Amendment, if he had his way. All right. Um, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to do... Uh, we're going to do a little piece of Martin Luther King because it is um, Black History Month. I don't know how many, I wonder if people actually really recognize Black History Month anymore. I don't think they do so in a lot of the schools. They don't recognize, they might mention Martin Luther King. They might mention something uh, about, but they don't really dwell on it. They don't really uh, talk about it in its entirety. So I would suggest to a lot of people, if you want to know, know what blacks have done for this country and the history of slavery and all that kind of thing, um, do so um, on your own and uh, uh, and learn about the, the greatness of this country before we got this jackass, uh, Donald Trump. Here's Martin Luther King. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all of this, but we'll do as much as we can. Martin Luther King, I have a dream. time I have the honor to present to you the moral leader of our nation. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. 
It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. 100 years later, The, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. of justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great faults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time. 
to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood, now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment, this sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until that is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. And the marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our bodies, heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied 
As long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities. Knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream. But one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together no, at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed A boy's born in hot damn Mississippi surrounded by for what it is a Moving in. 
All right, folks, welcome back to the George Walter Jr. Show. we got about five more minutes left into the show. And it's been great. It's been wonderful, as, <laughs> as always. I always enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it. That's what it's for, to be enjoyed. Uh, I do all the producing. I do all the directing. I I put out all the money and the funds for the show. And all you got to do is just sit there and listen. You do nothing but listen. I just do everything. And uh, I do appreciate that. And uh, as I've said before, um, I don't know if I mentioned, but the Temptations, one of the lead singers, Dennis Edwards, has passed away. And I'm hearing right now that uh, it may have been domestic violence. Yeah, it may have been domestic violence. You know, I'm going to have more on that tomorrow. Um, Dennis Edwards was, I always felt that Dennis Edwards was a temptation at heart, even when he replaced uh, De- uh, not De- uh, David Ruffin. Yeah, David Ruffin. Thanks. Even when he replaced David Ruffin, and uh, he he was he his voice is on a a lot of Temptation songs, especially Papa's Got a Rolling Stone, I Can't Get Next to You, and so on and so forth. Um, it it was a shock to see that he's passed away, but it's now they're saying it may have been murder. They're trying to investigate this, even though he was in bad health, okay? And his wife is uh, is a person of interest. That's going to be something to follow. And um, Dennis Edwards, whatever uh, the reasons for his demise, he was a great singer, and he was, he was a piano player. And um, I think he... Uh, more than welcome, more than ever, was a great pick to replace David Ruffin. But now I'm hearing that he's, uh, it was, uh, it might have been domestic violence. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.